0: what is up everybody welcome into the 31st episode of the full coverage football show we're finally back it feels like we have been gone forever dealing with pandemic stuff and dealing with some family issues and all kinds of other issues we have not been back on and we want to thank everybody who's joining us tonight and anyone who's listened to the show before and been a part of the show and everyone who's just been a part of the show and all those who are reaching out like where you guys been what's going on well guess what we're back this is the full coverage football show we are live here on facebook.com backslash FCFS pod my name is jeremy shortly we will be joined by drew my co-host and for those of you listening on the audio version we're going to try to explain things a little more clearly we're going to get better at that you can listen to the audio version on spotify iheart Google Pods, Apple Pods, basically anywhere you listen to podcasts. And tonight we got a hell of a fun show for you. We're going to talk NBA. We're going to talk Kyrie Irving's league, the Ken's Poba, as I once called it. We're going to talk golf for Drew. We're going to talk baseball. But first, we're going to start with around the NFL, and we're going to do that in just a second as we bring on Drew here. So let's get into the show. Let's bring in the man, Drew. Hey, what's going on? Welcome brother? back. Hey, man, it's good to be back. It is good to be back. And before we even get started, we got to know what's going on with the squirrels. Oh, this is the update.
1: So everybody,
0: Cross them out
1: there. Um, Haven't heard any squirrels. Now it doesn't mean I'm out of the water. Now, you know, now we're talking about moving. (laughs) So uh, We'll see. But no, no squirrels so far. So that update's good. Um, uh, The squirrel situation is good as of now um i need people to keep their
0: keep me in their thoughts of prayer so that it doesn't come back <laughs> <laughs> that's good to hear i mean i didn't even think about it until i was setting up the banners for tonight and like we've all had all kinds of other stuff going on yes. and i'm like man we have not talked about the squirrels like it's been two or three weeks since we've been back and we had to know about the squirrels so good well, to I mean hear. Like-
1: the country was kind of like burning down there for a couple yep. weeks. My squirrel, my squirrel <laughs> situation kind of took a
0: back seat to, to, to real, real life. <laughs> and that's why tonight we're not going to talk about that. I mean, yeah, I'm good with that. Everyone else is talking about it. We've heard about it. We know what's up. And yeah, we talked about it in our last episode. We brought up the George Floyd stuff. But tonight, for our sake, for everyone else's sake. Let's get into something fun and get our minds off of all the BS and crap going on in the world because that's what we need. We need some fun. So let's go around the NFL. Let's open it up. This is the full coverage football show. Around the NFL is going to start with Jamal Adams. Jamal Adams, who feels like for the last six years has been looking for a contract extension when in reality, it's only been like three or four months. It's Correct. just that's how long it has felt in 2020. So today, he comes out, he says he wants to trade. And this is a guy on the last year of his rookie deal making $9.86 million. And he says, I want seven teams. Seven teams I will go to, and that is the Cowboys, the Chiefs, the Niners, the Ravens, the Eagles, the Seahawks. So good and teams. team, And the team we would like to see him get traded to. Just because we would love to see the trade offer put out for this man. And that's the Houston Texans led by genius Bill O'Brien. Without so, a doubt. What do you think's going to happen with this? Are the Jets going to trade him? They've already said no, but you never know what's going to happen. I mean, Dave Gettleman said, I'm not, I didn't sign OBJ to a contract extension to trade the guy. And then two days later, he traded him. So players get dealt and you don't even realize it. Is Jamal Adams going to be a New York Jet opening day 2020 if we have a season? Yeah. Yeah.
1: um, He may be dulled at some point during the season. I don't know. Listen, Jamal Adams always <laughs> – that, that there's a comment that I'm laughing at. Anyway, that Jamal Adams has just been like, what the hell is he – he's just been upset about everything. Um, and we know that Jamal Adams is the best safety in football, right? I mean, in my opinion.
0: I mean – He's really good but I think he's
1: he's mostly three. a
0: box safety. Yeah, I'll give him top 3, he's top three. but he yep. he's a box safety. Top 3. So
1: he definitely has value. It just seems like he's a headache and he the, in today's sports like since I love when people demand trades and come out and say these are the teams that I would like to be traded to. It's like that's not how this works. Like if Jacksonville gives us something stupid, see ya. Like, if you want to be a dick, you're being a dick. Yep. Why are we going to to fold to you at all? And and listen, I get he wants his money. He's worth being paid. Um, it, it's, it's a lot of money to ask for his position, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's that good. But at the same time, it's like, when you're the New York or when you're the New York Jets, you can't afford to be losing blue chip players. I mean, you're trying yeah. to build something, and I mean, granted, you would get some great return for Jamal Adams, but but you know, teams are going to have to be mindful that they're also trading away assets, and they're going to have mm-hmm. to pay him a fortune. Um, and a lot of the teams that he puts on his list, you're like, okay, well, yeah, I you'd love to go there, but they don't have any money. Yep. So what are they going to – you know, so clearly they're going to be having to trade a player as part of that. I mean, I just think for the Jets, you're trying to build something in Jamal Charles as that blue-chip DB guy that that you're not going to replace necessarily. You need to make it right. You need to pay the man. And just, just let's cut it out now. I mean, because I think – I think that team is building something. You know, I, I think mm-hmm. they haven't been great, but I think they're heading in the right direction. They're starting to accumulate talent. And, and he's not a guy that you can just let walk because, like, look at the Lions. They couldn't they couldn't work out a relationship with Darius Slay, so they had to trade him. But like, you don't want Darius Slay to be gone. Like, it's just not – yeah, you think that a third-round pick for Darius Slay is what we wanted? Absolutely not.
0: It's no, terrible. it's – I mean, I'm with you. They need to pay him. And I'm 100% with you on the fact that Joe Douglas can't go, oh, you know what? Well, the Seahawks offered us a third-round pick for this stud safety, but the Jags offered us two first, but he doesn't want to go there, so we're not going to deal him there. No. Joe Douglas needs to do what's best for the Jets. And honestly, what's best for the Jets is paying this man because he's the heart of the backbone of your defense. And There's you look, some guys you pay. There's guys you exactly. He's a guy you pay. You look at his market value. It's probably going to be around 14.7 million because right now the highest paid safety in the NFL is in Chicago. It's Eddie Jackson, and then you got Landon Collins, Earl Thomas, and Tyron Matthew at about 14 million. So you got those guys, and he's probably going to get more money because even if he's not better, it's the same deal as every other contract. The next guy's gonna get paid more. Correct. Pay this man, do it now, because eventually if Darnold has a breakout season this year, they're gonna have to start thinking about paying Sammy Darnold soon. Or they're gonna need to find somebody else. So while you have the cap space, while your quarterback's on the rookie deal, which is a topic we beat to death on this show. We do. Front load this contract, get the man paid, and try to do something over the next two or three years.
1: Because The problem with the Jets was, though, is the first two years under Darnold, the cupboard's been bare. Mm-hmm. So they've really had to try to like pump in talent, pump in talent. And unfortunately, by the time they're going to have to pay Darnold, their windows is going to be – I mean, they, they could potentially win down the road with Darnold. I'm not saying mm-hmm. that. But they're going to have to pay him and going to have to figure out what they're going to do financially before they have an opportunity to win because this team's not ready to win next year. You know, and then the year mm-hmm. after that. You, you, so, again, with with the with the the right situation with a quarterback and the rookie deal, where you have enough talent that you can build around him, I just think the Jets were kind of bare, and yeah. you know, and and they're trying to load in talent. They got some nice pieces, but again, you can't let Jamal Adams walk in this situation yeah. when you're when you're the Jets.
0: No, and what hurt him last year is you didn't get to find out really if Darnold was making that step forward because he went and made out with his girlfriend, in the back of his car and they got mono. And I mean, he kind of ruined it, but you have to take care of this. Now you got to keep this guy move forward with him.
1: I like Sam keep his team
0: moving. I mean, we don't know what he is hundred percent. I mean, that's a problem with most of these quarterbacks outside of maybe Lamar Jackson. And we'll see what he does this year. We don't know what any of those rookies are right now. So it's a big step. They have to see what they are, and they've got a winnable division. They have a very winnable division because the Patriots don't have a quarterback. Buffalo, yeah. are you sold on Josh Allen? He's a hell of a guy who can play tight end, but he hasn't shown accuracy yet. But they got Stephon Diggs and that. Maybe he's okay. I mean, who's really going to take advantage of that division right now? That's what we're looking for, and the Jets should be able to do something. They've got the genius Adam Gase. They've got Le'Veon Bell. Now's the time to do something. They've got to step up. We are both see, on board.
1: I just see like hey. Adam Gates looking at Taco. <laughs> <laughs> that
0: dude's whacked out of his mind. But he's rich. As he will tell you, he's rich. And I love that. And that's true. He's dead, straight on, straightforward. So let's move on. Debo Samuel, one of my favorite rookies from last year, guy I picked to be the Super Bowl MVP, and I was wrong on that, but guy had a pretty damn good game. Broke his foot, working out.
1: Team yeah. activities.
0: Tuesday. They say this could be – he could get back in time for week one. Ten, <laughs> ten weeks, they're thinking. It is a Jones fracture in the left foot. If Debo's not back, how much does this hurt the Niners coming out? Maybe first, first of month? all, who in the hell
1: comes up with the names of the fractures? A Jones fracture?
0: Listen, Tommy Mr. Jones, John? Like I – mean- <laughs> I mean, was, I mean Tommy John's the only one I understand because Tommy no, John's the one who yeah. did it. Right. I don't know who Jones is. Mr. Jones, like the dude from the Counting Crows song? Like, is that what they were singing about? It was a foot injury? Now that's more sense to me. But, but no, it's
1: it's it's rough, man. He was working out. You know, he's yeah. out working out. Um happened Tuesday. I read that, yeah, from what I'm reading, it more than likely it may be week, you know, week two or three before you see him back, but it's gonna be early in the season. Mm-hmm. Um it's just Man, I'm always watching these videos. Like, I was watching one of Stefan Diggs, and they're just hitting these cone routes, and they're just digging in, 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 in and I'm just, like, waiting for just, like, a knee to just explode in front of me.
0: The uh, Jerry Judy one, the CeeDee Lamb yeah. one, yeah, I've watched all of them with you. I mean, like, we've got no sports. We need this. <laughs> I
1: mean, but, no, it, it sucks because Depot Samuel is a special kid. He's a special player. And... uh and John Lynch and the Niners hit hit a home run with drafting him where they did. It. And uh, I hope he gets back healthy because they actually they went with the young kid in the draft, but they're going to need him to step up again, and mm-hmm. uh, and we'll see if he does it. I lo- I like his potential. Get him in space. He's dynamic,
0: and yep. I love watching him. Brandon Ayuk, hell of a player. But Debo Samuel does a little bit of everything for that offense, and he is an Excellent run blocker at the way, or at the wide receiver position. So you need a guy like Debo on the field if you're going to be running. And that's the way that offense works. So if he's out four weeks, that could hurt him, but we'll see. And we got to talk Jimmy G coming up, so we, we're going to get some Niners. Before we get out of our NFL talk, we need to get to that because we've been talking about this Jared Goff or Jimmy G, and even though I didn't run anything down, I'm sure we can do it off the top of our heads. And I know that Jared Goff's better, so it's cool. So let's so, move on to Josh Gordon before we get to there. Josh Gordon, like you texted me a little bit earlier, trying to get reinstated. It, it's every year. Listen,
1: I, I, I'm so damn sick. I'm sick of talking. I mean, yeah, no, of course we got to talk about it because it's football news. But but this dude's an ass. He's a moron. I <laughs> Honestly, at this point, I don't care. And, and, and now I guess weed won't be tested, but his ass should still be. He failed 46 of you. <laughs> if, if you get arrested 46 times, you don't just not be on probation. You yep. still got a piss test. Like Josh Gordon's failed a million times. And whether it's legal or not, he should be held to a hobby I of mean, the guy. I don't know how he's not banned for life at this point. The dude's been suspended eight or nine. It just It's every It's twice a year.
0: Yep, and yeah,
1: I, I feel bad for him, but at the same time, it's like, dude, it, 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 by the time that you're maybe clean, you're going to be 39, and nobody's kind of like, you're ruining your you lost. We talk about it. At, at one point, he had not made a million dollars, and this was a point last year.
0: Yeah, I mean, this is a guy who was basically drafted. He was drafted in the supplemental draft with Brandon Whedon and Trent Richardson in 2012 by the Browns. I mean, that's, that's bad, bad 2012. They they used a second-round supplemental pick, got Josh Gordon. This guy looked like the star of all stars, best wide receiver ever, with Jason Campbell, Brian Hoyer, and Brandon Whedon throwing him the football. And then he's just doped himself out of the league. Like, when you said how many more chances does he get, it makes me think, whatever happened to Justin Blackman? Like, he was having the same issues, and Justin Blackman fell off the face of the earth. Josh Gordon, at least, has come back, and – I'm with you. I'm sick of talking about it.
1: It's just um, to me, though, like, it's like, what? is it all weed that he's getting busted for? I don't know if it's all weed, like, because there's been stories, like, mm-hmm. it's it, there's there's alcohol problems. There's potentially other um, substances in there. Like, so, listen, Josh Gordon, we're kind of sick of you. You, you. you had a great opportunity in Seattle. Mm-hmm. You did it up. You know, you had a great opportunity in New England, like, like, at this point, I was rooting for Josh Gordon. Two years ago, I took Josh Gordon in like the first round of my fantasy league. It screwed me to hell with you, Josh Gordon. I hope that I hope that he doesn't just keep getting suspended. But like, I, I mean, if you're the NFL and somebody continues to fail something over and over and over and over, just because it's not like like the people that are still in the the, the controlled substance abuse suspension. Portfolio should still be subster. They should still get tested.
0: Yeah, I'm with you on that.
1: As long as it's not me.
0: <laughs> I do like this question. We do have a question here with players possibly being out for COVID this season or being in quarantine. I think we'll start seeing some second and third string players that shine. And who would you keep an eye on in terms of off the bench backups? It's excellent question, guys. Definitely. I mean, running backs especially, and rookies especially. If you got anyone who is, especially if you know a guy is an outgoing kind of guy, he's got that outgoing personality, and he's going around more people, look at the guy's personality off the field, check out those guys, see who their backups are. That's who I'm going to be looking at. You know, a lot of the Browns players who love to talk, you've got OBJ who loves the spotlight. Is he going to be going out during the season? Is this a possibility that, you know, it's going to be a shot for Rashard Higgins to shine? Maybe a Donovan Peoples-Jones to shine for the Browns. Look at the players who like to go out, who are putting themselves in more of a risk of getting COVID-19 and find out who their backups are off the top of my head. I don't have anybody right this second, but those are the kind of players I'd be looking out for. How about you?
1: No, you, I mean, you kind of hit the nail on the head. I mean, here's the deal. They're talking about making practice squads up to 16 people at this point, Mm -hmm. just because of the concern that, uh, that Eric brings up the concern that people are going to go down. And, uh, And I think that immediate, I guess, rookie impact is going to be at the wide receiver position, without a doubt. Uh, We talked about it all offseason long with how great this wide receiver class is, and we know that's a position that people are going to go down. Um, The other interesting position as far as backups go, um, you look at some some of these quarterbacks. I mean, some of these quarterbacks aren't even on teams Mm -hmm. at this point. Cam? Cam? You know Cam Newton. Cam Newton will start a game in 2020. It will happen. Um, I just don't know where yet. But th- that's going to be interesting as well. Um, but you guys are going to get opportunities, man. Because people, somebody's going to test positive. T- I mean, it's just yep. the way it is. Like somebody's going to. So, so think of it. I'm not. I'm not comparing it to the flu. So I don't want any crazy liberal people <laughs> taking my head off here. Right. I'm just saying. So think about like the flu, like people get sick, like it's, and people are going to get, get this disease and it's going to go and it's going to spike and things. And, and there's going to have to be, there's going to be guys that are going to get opportunities that they necessarily might not have at other times. Mm-hmm. And it'll be interesting to see, uh, to see the medical staff try to hide Brady's Corona Um you know what I mean? Because you know that's what's going to happen. Like He'll yeah. be asymptomatic and they'll be like, oh well, I mean Brady's fine. They'll be like, well, there was a report he coronavirus.
0: He's going to come out with a full uh, motorcycle helmet on with a mask underneath it. I mean, they're going to do everything they can.
1: You, have you seen some of these prototype
0: helmets and stuff? Yeah. I mean, I, these I, guys wouldn't be able out. to that breathe. Could, they wouldn't no. be able to breathe. See these dudes just huffing and puffing with these I mean, they look like they come under the neck. Like, the it's unbelievable. We definitely need to dig up some of those. We'll definitely talk about it next week for sure. We but, yeah, go. excellent question, Eric. Thank you for that.
1: Yeah, thanks, Eric.
0: I mean, – I'm going to hit we, on
1: DeChambeau too. But at, when we – we're going to have a golf
0: segment. I'm going to hit on DeChambeau too. All man. right. We will get to that. Also, to a Hulk. The frickin' Hulk. <laughs> before we get out of the NFL and move on to the NBA, because this is the full coverage – football show normally but tonight it's just full coverage we've been talking jared goff who i think is better than jimmy g and jimmy g who you think is better than jared goff so let's go here who is the more accurate out of the two quarterbacks jimmy g or jared goff you're not going to do this to me no we're not starting right there that's not how we're going all right start wherever go ahead
1: because you're not going to throw some bullshit accuracy you're not going to throw some bullshit accuracy numbers and say hey drew I have no numbers. Oh, it's I Jimmy have G. absolutely no numbers. Uh, I mean, here's the deal: what is Jimmy G's starting record as a quarterback compared to Jared Goff's?
0: It's pretty damn good. Jimmy I mean, G the- doesn't lose football games. That's true. Except for so, Super Bowl.
1: I mean, here's the deal: listen, Jared Goff, Jimmy G, both have zero Super Bowls. Yep. Um. Both have opportunities at Super Bowls. Um, I also would say, yeah, Jimmy, he's right. Chris, is right? I mean, he's not—he's not an idiot. I don't know what the hell we're talking about here. How are you going to tell me Jared Goff is? Listen, Sean McVay, although, although Kyle Shanahan's maybe just as good. It, it, everybody's going to kill you on this because you're you're walking off a damn cliff for no reason. I don't know what the hell you're doing here. <laughs> Like, do you know that Jimmy, Jimmy Garoppolo is better. Jimmy Garoppolo is, is an undervalued quarterback. I think people think of Jimmy Garoppolo in the Jared Goff conversation, and I think it's unfair. I think Goff is a tier below. Uh, I think Sean McVay did wonderful things to make Jared Goff comfortable in that offense, as did Kyle Shanahan. The, the thing with, that we saw with golf, though, with their inability to kind of run the ball very well last year, Jared Goff was super inconsistent. He he's, he becomes inaccurate when he gets pressured and has to move out of the pocket. I think Jimmy Garoppolo is better on the run. I think he's more accurate. If you want to, if if you got your stats in front of you, <laughs> and and I think he's more poised and I think he's more clutch and I think he's in in big situations he's better. Except the fly route to Emmanuel Sanders in the Super Bowl. I
0: mean, that's. I mean, Yeah, he skied that one. But to me, I think this is fun just because, in all honesty, I think they're basically the same guy. Except when it comes to intangibles, I give that to Jimmy G because dude made a porn star tap out. So going off the field, I'm going to give that to Jimmy G. And Wow, that's impressive. I mean, I don't know about that one. That's aggressive.
1: brother. I like it, but it's aggressive.
0: I don't know about that. But, yeah, Goff, listen, I think Goff's an excellent quarterback as long as Sean McVay's telling him exactly what to do. And I think for Jimmy G, he needs Josh McDaniels. He needs Kyle Shanahan to help him do what he needs to do. Because if they're not running the ball in San Francisco, he's not winning games. They're basically the same quarterback to me. And I will right. fight for Goff because I was so big on him coming out in that draft. I have to keep sticking up for him. But in that same draft, I had Paxton Lynch better than Carson Wentz. So I just killed my credibility on this subject completely. The best part go about the ahead. Draft,
1: people will be able to go back and listen to like five hours of us say that people are going to be super awesome and they're going to yeah. be an absolute train wreck and be out of the league in a year. And then you guys will have the opportunity to come here and put your damn messages how we're dumbass. <laughs> You know what? You're an e crow. That'll be how it works.
0: It happens. I mean NFL GMs are usually wrong. We're gonna be wrong sometimes. Now before we move on here, we're gonna to get to the NBA. Wanna thank everybody for watching. Thank everyone for listening. Please check out our sponsors. Manhattan Deli 974 four four zero nine seven four zero zero five five. Call for carryout. Come into the restaurant, whatever you want to do. Conceal carry arms Training, fu- or conceal carry firearms training. Four four zero three nine one four one one eight. And Kitty Cove Daycare. Check them out on Facebook at Kitty Cove OH. That's right. Food, guns, and babies. That's what the full coverage football show is sponsored by. And speaking of things that don't make sense, Kyrie Irving. Is the NBA going to come back July 31st, or is it going to be Kyrie's Poba League, or whatever the hell that thing I texted you the other day was? What's going on with the NBA, bro? Oh,
1: well, the NBA's coming back. For sure. Kyrie? Kyrie? Oh, yeah. Kyrie can take his little bitch ball and go home if he wants.
0: Listen, deal, Ky- Kyrie's not giving up 40 million guarantee. We know no. that. He's just full of crap. Here's the deal. And and I again
1: I get that uh, people are upset with things that are going on in the in the earth right now, right? Mm-hmm. It's not about right now, today. It's about the cap and how this would affect e- the cap in the NBA moving forward. I mean, we're used to these numbers just skyrocketing. And then, you know, you have peeves pay over luxury tax. But this is going to be a huge hit if the NBA doesn't come back. Just based off TV rights alone, it's going to be a huge hit. Um, The players need to come back. Now, this is kind of how it is with most things in life, right? You hear – The outspoken guys, you hear an Avery Bradley or a Kyrie Irving or a uh, Dwight Howard or or what you have. I think they're the minority in this. I think guys want to get back and play now. With that being said, the whole thing's a great – I mean, we're playing in this bubble. Like, like, dude, have you read some of the shit? They have smart rings that contract with their – if They're getting symptomatic within like up to three days ahead of when they can actually be have the virus, and they can't leave. And there's an anonymous hotline that players can call if people are breaking
0: (laughs) rules. It's unbelievable. It's just gonna be Lonzo Ball. It's gonna be Kyrie.
1: Are you kidding me? Kyrie's gonna be snitching on everyone because he doesn't want to be there anyway. Um. He's going to follow LeBron around in a car with, like, a camera and just take <laughs> pictures of him. But no, I, give the NBA, and I give the NBA credit for being, for, for being aggressive, for, for doing whatever they can to make it work and, and, and going into this bubble. And I think basketball is going to happen. Of course we don't know. There's concerns, man. There's concerns because states are starting to spike here and there. I mean, of course yep. there's concerns. But for right now, I will tell you I'm gonna I'm gonna root my ass off for any sport, I don't care what it is, and I'm gonna say it's gonna happen. And until it doesn't happen, that's what I'm going with.
0: Listen, NBA needs to come back because if listen, this is a league that is the largest majority of the players are African American. And they have a chance here to get their message out ahead in front of the entire world who's going to be listening because there are no other sports to watch in America. And I mean, that's been argued. You've been on Twitter with someone telling you it wasn't true. And then I've talked to a bunch of people who are with it and then against it. Either way, this is a huge platform for these players and the guys who came out like Dwight Howard's like, Oh, you know, I got to stand up for those. He's going to go back to his $20 million mansion in Atlanta. Like, Dwight, you're going to go back and you're going to chill in your $20 million crib. Kyrie wants to talk about going to a new league. He's got $40 million guaranteed. He's not going anywhere. Get these guys on the court. Get them back to doing what they do and they love. LeBron's going to play, so basically everyone's going to play just like, who was it, Jamal Crawford said it? Or,
1: yeah. I don't remember yeah. who it was. But yeah. If LeBron plays, everybody's playing. Yeah. Here's the deal. Who the hell voted Kyrie Irving the <laughs> vice president of the Players Association, like, who the hell did that? Like, what was that? Who, who thought the dude that thought the earth was flat was the right guy to hire for that
0: position? What did Kendrick Perkins say if you put Kyrie's brain in a bird, the bird would fly backwards? I mean, Kendrick's been on a squad with Kyrie. He knows what's up. Kyrie, love the guy as a player, but he's a different cat. I interviewed Kyrie his rookie year, and I knew right off the bat he was a different kind of dude. And I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to wander over here and talk to this tall, lurpy, skinny kid from Texas, Tristan Thompson. Totally different. But NBA, you need to come back, get back, get back on the court. Because if you don't, you talked about the money they're going to lose salary cap wise. You talked about everything going on. They need to get back. Let me see this
1: NFL every time.
0: Oh, yeah, I, NFL.
1: The NFL is like, like the Green Giant in the NBA is it's it's a nice person, but it's like Yao Ming. Like the the Green Giant would just smash Yao Ming down. Um, no, but that's I, I like it. But I, I the NFL, what it does is the audience it draws. That's why that's why sports go out of their way to avoid to try to be on Sundays mm-hmm. in the middle. Like it, 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 you, it could be an NBA Finals game. You're gonna get guys watching the NFL over it. It is just yep. the way it is um hockey nascar and golf we're gonna there's a sport that's not in there that i think is completely missing the ball
0: and, yep uh, and we're gonna talk about it in just a second here and your sunday point is gonna ring true and those for listening on the audio version chris asked the nba against the nfl who wins that battle for hockey right now nascar and golf are winning and they are because they're actually back yep <laughs> but yeah NFL rules everything and NFL knows that. And they're probably going to get out on the field and they're going to do everything they can. They're going to have blow up locker rooms out in the parking lots of these places. They're setting everything up to make sure they're back because they know they dominate. And even if we miss, like, if we miss a few NFL games, we're going to be, it's going to drive us crazy. We've missed. Oh, yeah. R- I'll be pissed. I'll be pissed. We've missed half of an N or an MLB season. And meanwhile, we're, happy, MLB, yeah.
1: sure. we're like, we're like, Hey,
0: I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yet, for me, MLB, it's slowly killing itself. Is it fixable? I think it might be, but you got to do a lot of things to change it. And what sucks about it is baseball wasn't my favorite sport for so long. And it's just progressively gotten away from what made it great, and it hasn't changed with the times. What made baseball great is it's a game you could go to with your family, and it was good enough you could talk about the sport, but you had enough time to also be there and talk with your family. That's why it was America's pastime, because it was something the entire family could do. So is baseball going to come back? What do you think they're going to do? Are they ever going to get this right? Are they going to come back? And is it fixable? I'll let you go now because I got a lot of ideas on this. So I'm going to let you hit it right now.
1: Well, you and I had a decent back and forth uh, banner uh, via text. I mean, here's the deal. Baseball is going to come back. They'll end up settling on sixty-five games, but nobody wins because this entire thing was an absolute disaster and a stain on Rob Manfred and the MLB. The fact that this has gotten the media's take—I mean, literally at this point, folks—if you don't know where we're at, finally the Major League Baseball decided, "Hey, we will—we'll prorate every game, but you get a hundred percent salary for every game." So the MLB said, "All right, perfect. Hey, we'll go with sixty games." First of all, the MLB should have done this shit back in March. But anyway, or April, but here we go. So they say, all right, we'll do 60 games. And the players, of course, the players want more games because it's more salary. All of a sudden, they say, hey, we'll play 60 games. And we get word last night, hey, it's going to happen. Baseball's going to happen. Players want 70. And the owners are not going to even counter.
0: It's embarrassing. The owners are giving the silent treatment like, no, uh, I'm not going to talk to you about it. I'm going to get a bit angry.
1: 65. Just play 65. That's what. That's what clearly the players want is 65 games. Have you ever watched freaking House Hunters or anything? Damn it! If you want it for if it's one 60 or 170 and you want it for 165, you offer 160 and you get it for 165. That's how it works. <laughs> it's unbelievable. And the problem is though, and the thing that fires me up about baseball, and baseball may or may not be fixed. There's certainly dimensions that can be fixed. Could be more fan interactive, but baseball had a chance to get out, and for baseball should be played right now. They should be playing right now. They had the opportunity to get a deal in place, get a a abbreviated spring training, if you will, mm-hmm. and be back on the field right now with an entire month before the NBA is going to hit. Yep. And what are people going to do? They're going to watch baseball. And nobody is, again, we go back to, in the MLB is going to run into this. So now you have everything is kind of butting up, so you're going to have MLB, NBA, because the MLB will get done. Yep, It's just absolutely embarrassing we've gotten to this point. And, I mean, that's where I'm at with. I mean, I really think it is. But is. They'll end up at 65 games tonight or tomorrow, and it'll be what it is. But the fact that in a time where nobody has a job, People are struggling. You're gonna sit here and publicly argue over ten games. That's where we're at with this, really. After we already had to get you to in in this. What normally I would not necessarily agree with the players, but this is the owners. The owners got over on the players in their in their collective bargaining agreement. It definitely favored the owners. And here's the, all the players are asking for is hey, if we play 70 games. We just get a full paycheck for 70 games. It's just as simple. Mm-hmm. And the owners are being cheap. And we already know, look in Cleveland, you know, the Dolans, they don't have any money. I mean, come on. The, 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 the fact is, these people are making money. The owners are just, it, it's it's gotten embarrassing. And I think from what could have been just so good for the, for the game of baseball, because people are dying for sports. Dying for it. I mean, shit! I watched like four laps of NASCAR the other day. <laughs> I know I you don't like not, NASCAR. And no, and I mean, I have no respect. I mean, I was NASCAR people love it, but but I, I mean, I will watch. We're just dying, man. We want something, and
0: I mean, you said it perfectly. I was watching two hours of cornhole, pro cornhole, on Saturday. I'm like, what am I doing? Like, why am I watching this? It's because it's competition.
1: I told and you, dude, ba- I've literally watched every day the golf has been on. I've watched at least seven or eight hours of every single I day. believe it. And
0: competition. It's
1: kind but, but,
0: but yeah. I all mean, we need. And baseball, which isn't competitive with any of the other major sports anymore because it has lost touch with everything that made it great. It's lost touch with its fan base. It's lost touch with trying to gain new fans. It's lost touch with the fact that it, of all sports, is the most worldwide sport. You have players from Korea, China, Japan, Mexico. I want you to name every country. Venezuela. Name every country, sir. (laughs) I mean, Canada. You have them. United States. Paraguay. I mean, I don't know where else. I'm running out of countries. I don't know if there's any European baseball players right now, if there's a player from Ireland, because even me as a diehard baseball fan, I've even given up on the sport to some point because baseball, as much as I love it, I got a Francisco Lindor Jersey hanging behind me. And all I know is that right now we have lost we got a, a pin, year got a of right having now. that guy. It should, because right now you hit it on the head. The way baseball set up, it's not set up for a team in Cleveland to do well unless they absolutely kill the draft and you end up like the Tampa Rays and you figure out a way to work around the issues. It's set up for all the big teams. You know, LA, you know, Boston, you know, New York, you know, those teams. Baseball was a sport where you'd come home after school and at two twenty on a Wednesday afternoon, you would turn on WGN, the super station back before we had a million channels. And you would hear Harry Carey and Steve College Stone baseball, and you would get yeah. holy cow. You get Harry Carey drunk off his ass, yeah, three, calling a wins. game. And I mean, the Cubs are down ten to two. But I know guys like Sean Dunstan, Mark Grace, guys Ryan Sandberg, who I thought was an amazing player, who really wasn't as great as I thought he was. It's just these were the guys you could watch when you came home. These were teams where you knew who they were. We We've talked about it a million times. Because the Cubs the, overall are ass. <laughs> yeah, they've been terrible. But we talked about it a million times how we would get home and we would read the newspaper and you would want to look at the box scores. Baseball. Hey, Love box, box scores. scores. Love box scores. Love box. Start scores. using your social media platform. Start coming up to 2020 using social media, using the internet, mlb.com app. Hit us up with those box scores sent directly to our phone. Push them to our phone. NFL pushes every little thing that happens to your phone. LaShawn McCoy runs for four yards but broke a tackle in the backfield. That is instantly yeah. sent to your phone. I Whether it's ESPN, Bleacher Report, NFL.com, it doesn't matter. MLB, you need to step up and get with the times, and no, you we, can do that.
1: You're right. We talked about the, the social media aspect.
0: We, can, we should play a game coming up at some point. Next time we go just full coverage and we don't do just football, where we put up pictures of people and ask them if they're an, N- or an MLB player or just a random dude, because we've talked about it again so many times, even on this show, that Mike Trout could walk in a Walmart, go through the whole store, and no one would bother him. Meanwhile, J.J. Watt, who wears a helmet on his head and only plays 16 games a year, maybe they get to a 17th if Bill O'Brien doesn't blow it in the playoffs, but he can get recognized anywhere. The Mike Trout might be the best
1: best baseball player of all time.
0: Ever. Ever. Yeah, no, it's you're right. Unbelievable.
1: And, and we talked about just the just the last thing here on the whole. It, it, you you kind of hit the nail on the head when you said when you said the beauty of baseball is the ability to to watch the game and still interact with with your family or still interact like I love grilling and, and watching a game or mm-hmm. like you don't you don't necessarily That's have to give hundred percent of your time. So what we brought up. And I think it's great idea it is fan interaction. I think with the, with the, all the downtime in baseball, there should be more fan interaction on social media, mm-hmm. interviews with players to get to know who these people are. Let them show their personality, grow and grow their brand. Exactly. And baseball can grow its brand, and, and I also think I, I think what people will realize, and hopefully MLB realizes, the shorter seasons what needs to happen anyway because it makes. It makes every game that much more meaningful. And and I think we get into the dog days of summer with baseball and it's just like the Tigers who lose like hundred and ten games and we're playing it's just like that's dog shit. With a sixty game season, hey, the Tigers will be in it being in the race for like three or four weeks. <laughs> <laughs>
0: MLB, I'm fine. Like, if they stay 162 games, that's fine. But you have to do something different about that. And an idea that we talked about was getting back to traditional doubleheaders. Do it on Saturday. No games on Sunday anymore. Leave that for the NFL. Leave it for NASCAR. Leave it for the final round of major golf tournaments. Because then on Saturday, when you're playing back-to-back games, you. you have an opportunity to not only bring a ton of people into your stadium, but you have a ton of people to watch because Saturday sports, for the most part, I mean, until you get into fall when you're battling NCAA football,
1: but even, but even are early, open. even mostly early college football mm-hmm. is a bunch of Ohio State versus Akron bullshit yeah. anyway. So you, you know, it's a seventy-five to two game. So <laughs> you're, you, you, I mean, man, that was a really weird score I came up with there.
0: It's totally games. possible, right? <laughs> but,
1: but, but yeah, but yeah, you're right. I mean, they have to do something, and and it and it sucks because. The other thing is that, that this kind of goes by the wayside. People don't really talk about it. They're cutting all, like a lot of them, the minor leagues, man. Yeah. And these are games that, you know, we can take our kids to for, for 10 bucks or whatever it is and, and just show them a good time because that's what baseball. And, and again, you and I try to pass this down to our kids and, and, mm-hmm. and, you know, and, and they tried to pass, you know, our parents tried to pass down to, you know, us. And it's just that, that was the beauty to go to a ball game and. And you know, nowadays I take my wife to a ballgame. She wants to leave in the in the second inning, and that's just my life. But, but like that was it, it, the nice thing about minor league baseball, and we used to watch the Toledo Mudhens all the time. Is uh, you can just go and it's cheap, and and you get you like great seats, and you're watching AAA baseball, double A baseball, you know. And those are kind of going away now. Yeah. And uh, and and I think you are kind of seeing the effects of of a country shut down and how this is affecting people on the back. I mean, I know the Tigers have fired like 48, uh, personnel from their organization. They fired, they fired three people for drinking beers in a parking lot after their shift. I mean, listen, things are being cut. Uh, it's tough, but I mean, come on the draft, the MLB drafts, usually 706 rounds. It was like six this year. Um, so you got way, you know, way less people getting the opportunity to live out their dream, and that's just kind of where we're at right now. So it'll be interesting to see how it goes because at the same time you have you have tons of players and you, you also need replacements for these players because of, of this mm-hmm. disease that you've deemed to be extremely dangerous. And um, you know, so we'll we'll see what happens.
0: And you hit it right on the head where it just shows how much baseball has lost touch with the little people. It's millionaires and billionaires right now fighting for money. And that's all we're seeing. Everything else is getting. 10 games. Yeah. And everything else is getting ignored. Baseball needs to get its head out of its ass. Rob Manfred, I've already said it on this show and I will stick to it. Worst commissioner in all of sports. And that's even with Gary Bettman and the NHL, who I'm told is terrible. I don't watch enough NHL to really know. But Manfred sucks. And Tony Clark, MLBPA, dude, get your head out of your ass. Get these guys back on the field. Because for some of these guys, they're not getting younger they're not going to have that I mean for all of them they're not getting younger but they're not going to have that many years ahead of them I mean get them back on the field I
1: just the one more thing and this and then we'll move on I'm just interested to see what this does to the
0: entire Francisco Lindor fiasco I mean we to just see what happens because we don't are, know. you look at I our mean, both of our teams Lindor yeah. probably going to be dealt soon Your team, this was a chance for them. You knew they were gonna suck this year, but this was your minor leaders. We need younger kids. They were gonna develop. And then next year you could look at, okay, maybe they were gonna start doing something. And here I'll answer this question. I went to a ton of them and I love the old stadium. Municipal stadium, it was a dump, but I loved it. And that's another excellent thing about baseball. Is you look at every other sport, football, it's a hundred yards. What the field's gonna look like. Basketball, 90-foot court. What separates baseball? All the stadiums are different, different measurements in the outfield. You don't know how short porch, high walls, everything's different. That's what makes them great. You can go to them and see different palaces for an excellent game that is being killed by selfish players or really selfish owners who don't want to lose any money. And players are just trying to get their piece of the pie from the owners. And millionaires and billionaires fighting. Go ahead. See, I,
1: I, I don't want to 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 push this down because I think it's bullshit what we're doing here. I while well, I agree with you, mm-hmm. baseball, the game itself, the actual nine inning game has many flaws, and I don't think until those flaws are at least improved, the game has any chance. I mean, here's the deal. Whether they would have got viewers and it would have grown the game before, mm-hmm. it's a slow ass game and it needs sped up. And whatever you got to do to do it, you got to do it. Okay. And, and I think in, in those nine innings, listen, they, in, in the in what they do is they say, oh, hey, we, we sped this up and this, this will speed a game up by one minute. I think for most people and not myself, I can sit there and watch nine innings but for most people that's too much it's just yeah. it's I, I feel they it. they got to fix that as well but they missed the boat here they missed it like we talked about what does this do for them moving forward from what could have been an opportunity you let greed get in the way to something that's already on the decline and is that the decision that ends up pretty much just not – I mean, baseball will always be around, but pretty much just putting baseball in into to oblivion.
0: And you're right with the fact that nowadays it's, it is a slower game. And you look at it, and why is it more boring to people? Because they don't grow up watching it and wanting to see the little things that are going right. on. And it's not growing as families go to baseball games anymore. It's like you would sit there and, you know – scoring i talked about scoring we talked about scoring a baseball game in your tech.
1: on a sheet of paper yeah loved it yep now if you get
0: a whole family together you can get generations passing it down let them do it on an ipad or an iphone you know when you're any phone you go in with and let an older generation teach a younger generation while the younger generation teaches the older generation how to use that ipad or iphone or whatever device and baseball it i mean you look at it and I watched Long Gone Summer, the ESPN thirty for thirty, which I thought was terrific. It used to be fun to watch. That Sammy Sosa hop, when he hit a home run in the all that, that made baseball fun then. I was You don't see anybody Illinois. doing that now.
1: I was living in Illinois when I was growing up, and everybody loved Sammy Sosa. Um here's the here's the the cold, honest truth. Steroids is better. Baseball is better than steroids, dude. I mean, it was. I mean,
0: you look at – I mean, everyone wants to hate on the steroid era. Mark McGuire probably would have hit 65 home runs regardless.
1: The guy Barry hit 50 Bonds, as
0: a rookie.
1: Barry Bonds was the best hitter I've ever seen before he ever took any – I mean, yeah. when he was with the Pirates and he weighed 120 pounds. Mm-hmm. He was still the best hitter I've ever seen. He was steel base. he had the most triples in the league. So, let's, like you said, let's not act like like Sosa and McGuire. Like, you have to be special in general. The Brady uh,
0: Anderson's hitting 50 home runs. Those are the problem. I mean,
1: yeah. Sammy Sosa, though, he went over the top. He would cork that
0: shit. And yeah. steroids.
1: Like, you can only do one, Sammy. Uh, you're only allowed one. or one. the other. Yeah, yeah, but no, I mean, that era was fun. I
0: mean, baseball, it, I mean, you look at it, baseball set itself up for that problem because they had no rules. And then all of a sudden, after it all came out, they wanted to. Oh no, we don't want that. You didn't set the rules to begin with. That's the problem with baseball. It never gets out ahead of the problems. It always is trying to catch up later. Go ahead. That's not the
1: problem. <laughs> that is the problem. And I'm. I i do not know why we're talking about baseball so like, The problem is there's no goddamn. There's no goddamn salary cap. Is the problem. Hundred percent. I mean, that's the problem. You have you have teams that can just just outpay. Everybody else. In my t- my Tigers with Mr. I and rest in peace, we used to do that shit. And it was fun. But now that we can't
0: do it, I don't like it anymore. I mean, you're still paying like $35 million to the corpse of Miguel Cabrera. But he's still a great player to watch. But, I mean, you pay for it. And, yeah, we have spent a lot of time on baseball. But it's because it's so frustrating. And we could feel like we could fix it. I mean, fix it. We like it. But we can look at the little things and like it still. But it's getting everyone else back into it and making it fun again. And you look at us. We're both wearing our hats backwards right now. Ken Griffey Jr. was the first guy to really start doing that, and baseball started that. Baseball was a part of pop culture, and they've ruined it. And, yeah, this one, this. Albert Bell went 50 home runs, 50 doubles, and lost to Mo Vaughn of the fucking Boston Red Sox. Boston got in a car, drove to the yard, Went to the bar, got some chowder, and got outvoted on a stinking MVP by a bunch of chowder heads. Yeah, that killed me as a kid, and I hated it. Screw you, move on And now move on Trucking is actually advertised in Progressive Jacobs Field, whatever you want to call it these days. So yeah, baseball, pull your head out of your ass, listen to us, get it back together, and let's 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 move on. They won't lose our mind. I, I feel like there's another sport going on. And hey, Drew, did you know golf is back, baby? Uh, I can acknowledge the Bryson DeChambeau comment.
1: Let's go back up. Let, okay, let me to get that. Okay,
0: let me get to that.
1: Um. Yes, yes, he should. So, <laughs> Bryson DeChambeau. I don't know if you know who he is or not. He, uh, he's the ultimate just clown. Like right. So they call him the scientist. All his irons are the same length, right? So, in, in a golf bag, you have progressions where you you know your your shorter irons, your wedges, and nine irons are a little shorter, and then you go up. This dude's clubs are all the same length. He literally went into the gym and just is now awesome ripped. He's the longest player on tour. Um. He's the absolute worst, though. He's the most annoying. Oh, Christ. I mean, I would tell you right now, Bryson DeChambeau, while a good player and fun to watch now that he just smashes the ball for no no damn reason.
0: Yeah, look at him.
1: So, yeah. Just just stop this, dude. I mean, this guy's an ant. Dude, this guy, I swear to you. He was thirty five. This guy is on steroids. This guy is 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 Mark McGuire. I dude. So his ball speed. I don't want to get into ball speed and stuff. But, but his his club head speed is nearing one thirty, which is like ridiculous. And all of a sudden, he just goes from just being a decent player. I mean, a good player, good player. But he's won multiple times. I think he has four or five wins. But uh. But now he's out – he's hitting it 20 yards past Rory McIlroy and Dustin Johnson. And uh, from what I heard, they're at Town this week, and he was smashing drives through the driving range into people's backyards, and they had to ask him to stop. So Bryson should be in WWE because he's – and they also said he went from a medium shirt to pretty much an extra large shirt at this point. He brought it up. Yeah, this it, it, has got to be right enough. But, but golf's back, baby. The like Golf's back because I'm watching – because I got this PGA Tour live shit, you know, and he, I, I watch golf all the time. Um, but so, of course, I watched it all last week. But today, man, my boy Spieth, my boy Spieth, he made triple bogey on the third hole. On the back nine, he ends up making six birdies in a row. Seven on the back nine for twenty nine. I mean, golf is back. It's a beautiful thing. And um I'm looking forward uh, to the weekend this week. Harvard Town's a fun course. Dude, Jeremy, you gotta tune into some of this golf. Dude, this this course, every hole is straight lined with woods. And you can be in the fairway and have to hit it around a tree. It's 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 ridiculous. I would not enjoy playing there as much as these guys seem to do, but it's it's fun. And uh, it's another stack field. The nice thing about these two events, look colonial, I played colonial many times when I was in Dallas and uh, that's a beautiful golf course. But these two events, the beauty is they never get the fields they're getting And just because golf came back when it did. And and all these players have been waiting to play, these fields have been loaded. Um, so we're in for some good golf here and, and you know the big cat's on the prowl somewhere. He will be making his return here soon. Because you
0: know where his yacht is this week?
1: I I did I I do track his yacht. It's it's not a big deal. He uh, but I trust me, he'll be back soon. And uh, and major season's right around the corner too. So we're it's golf's gonna it, it's gonna be hyper gear. It's gonna be a lot of fun.
0: Who's winning this week?
1: I'll say George Speeth again for some dumb reason. I could have him. He jokes, but that's my guy, so I'll roll with him.
0: No. No.
1: And the, and, and the thing is, Phil won't. See, Phil
0: won't do that. <laughs> and for those listening on the audio only version, yeah. the Sorry. question is should Phil hang it up and go to the old man's tour? And Drew emphatically says no.
1: No, I mean, he won just at Pebble Beach, what, a year and a half ago. I mean, mm-hmm. so still his ball speeding. He's still hitting. What he would say are bombs. Um, he's kind of erratic. He needs to start finding more fairways. But but Phil's going to be good a few year, a few weeks a year, and that's kind of where his game is right now. Because at this point, he just stands up and just tries to just smash the cover off the ball. Um, I think he'll win maybe again, maybe once or twice. I don't think he'll win a major again. Um, that that elusive U.S. Open, I still do not think he'll ever win. Um, but but I still think Phil moves the ball out there well enough to uh, to to continue to to at least compete. He just has to you know get out of his own way. But that could be all. Who's
0: the most right now? Who is the most underrated player on <clears throat> Colin Morikawa. Okay. Yeah.
1: So so Colin Morikawa came out with Matthew Wolf and Victor Hovland. Um, who both played for Oklahoma State, which Oklahoma State, if you don't know, is like a powerhouse in golf. So Oklahoma State's kind of like Bama in college football. <clears throat> Excuse- Ricky Fowler went there, a bunch of guys went there. Um, so, but this Cormac, Cormac kid, he came out with, with like some fantastic rookie. He's already won. The dude hasn't missed a cut since he's been on a tour, and he, he just, he basically went from college golf said have turned to pro, jumped right on to the PGA tour and hasn't missed a cut. And the dude is probably one of the best iron players that I've, I've seen in a long time.
0: See, we're going to have to, we might have to branch out here and do a full hour of golf one day, where I will just throw in random questions because our golf segment, the last time we talked golf, probably one of our best segments ever. And it's because dude, you are just so passionate about golf. Like I was sitting here, I'm like, I'm not even part of the show right now. I'm watching you, and I'm like, I'm enjoying the hell out of this. So I hope everyone else is too because it's fucking great to watch you just rattle off stuff and you know know what you're talking about. And the question is, Ricky Fowler, will he win a major? I don't know. I mean, it's –
1: right now with the state of his game, he's going through a lot of swing changes with his coach, and it's a tough week for him, especially Harvard Town this week because it's such a golf course. Um I want to say yes, because I really like Ricky, and Ricky's come so close in a lot of majors. We know he has a player's championship, and, and with magical things he down on 17 in Sawgrass. The, the, the Island Green burning it three times in a row in the playoff. <laughs> but I just don't see it right now, and I hope he does. But with the state of his game, um, we would say that, that he's a player that's definitely kind of been – Un underwhelming as far as what we thought he would do on mm-hmm. um, probably the best potty stroke on tour. But, but yeah, I don't know. I don't see him winning again, but if he does uh, look out for Augusta, because I think he plays well there.
0: Best golf video game ever, <sighs> man. It's, it's gotta
1: be one of those old tiger woods, right? Where you could just,
0: the I'll tell you what. when you had the white button where you could <laughs> roll the
1: ball. I used to have this game when I was a kid for the the uh, computer, the the PC, right? Mm-hmm. It was it was like a Inverness or it was a no, Firestone. It was just okay. a game at Firestone. And it was the shittiest game ever, but I remember that, that was my favorite game. Um, but the, see, the thing about the golf games now is you just can dominate. You mm-hmm. and I play you and I play uh the Roy Map or right? We used to be 59.
0: That's 5 bucks I think I ever spent on a video yep. game, man. Well, it worth it. Yeah, we, I couldn't keep up with you. I was shooting like a 62, and you were beating me by three strokes. It wasn't fair anymore. Now, great soft golf, and we're definitely going to have to add that to part of the show. You know, this might eventually move into where we're just full coverage, period. But before we get out of here tonight, because we're almost at our hour, one more thing. You know, the last show we did, it was National Burger Day. We talked about the best burger we had. And today, it's National Splurge Day. I Googled this just to see what day it was. What is something you randomly splurge money on that's, like, the biggest thing you ever just splurge money on? Um, Random question out of here.
1: I mean, I, see, like, nowadays I don't play golf about six to eight times a year. So I don't know if it's randomly splurging, but golf, I – got to understand about golf, right? If you go play – Somewhere nice. Mm-hmm. It's running. It's running you two to three bills on the normal, and you can't hide that from the wife forever. <laughs> <laughs> so, but no, I, uh, I, I, it, I. To be honest with me, I don't randomly. That's a really good question. I don't no. know. You didn't tell me you're going to say that. It's national. Yeah, I, I, it, I figured I
0: just I figured just throw it out there and be like, oh, uh, man, I to really think about this one. I, I'll tell you
1: what. I did go through a a time where I spent like $30 on chicken wings a week for like a two and a half month period. Well, beer beer is
0: that's not random. That's just always. That's
1: part of the grocery list. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And Justin, I mean, Justin Thomas can win any golf tournament. Justin Thomas is probably like my second or third favorite
0: player in the entire world. He's a, he's a rock star. So, anyone else listening, the question was National Splurge Day. What's something you randomly spurge money on? Anyone who wants to check us out, hit me up on Twitter at Somerville CLE. Hit Drew up at Detroit Dave 7, I believe it is. Hit us up on the podcast at FCFS Pod. On the Facebook page, that's facebook.com backslash FCFS Pod. And for me, the most ridiculous thing yeah, yeah. I ever spurge money on. I spent $1,200 on a 42 inch LCD TV like when they first came out. And that seems, I'm not, you get a 90. You get a 90 <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking now. like $1,200 back then. Like I got a 60 inch TV sitting to my left. I spent like $290 on. Yep. So yeah, 1200 bucks on a LCD <laughs> Philips 42 inch TV. That was ridiculous. Right. But yeah, I mean, I'm not one to randomly splurge. I, I usually overthink my purchases. Like, Good. even the stupid stuff. So, absolutely. Anything else you want to get to before we get out of here tonight?
1: No, man. Let's hope when we meet next week that all the sports are still ready to go. Or at yeah. least baseball is ready to go and NBA hasn't stopped being I mean, ready to go.
0: If baseball is not back. It will be back. It will be, be back. Done, you know? I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's you're right. Itself. 65 games. Week, Give answer. us something. 65.
1: They'll meet in the middle. It's negotiation.
0: So, next week when we come back. We'll be live, hopefully 9 to 10, you know, we can just go wherever. Live show on Facebook, that's fb.me backslash fcfspod. Audio version available on Spotify, Apple Pods, Google Pods, iHeart, and Anchor. Anywhere you listen to your pods, we are there. Next week, hopefully we got a big show for you. Might have two guests on. One has guaranteed me a spot around 9.30 p.m. The other said he may be available at 9.20 p.m., but he's going to let me know for sure tomorrow. We might have two good guests, one to talk about this year's draft and offensive line, and one, maybe an up-and-coming star in the draft world who's going to start talking about next year's draft and who we should look at when the NCAA season starts. And with that, we're done, and I think Josh Gordon needs to not be talked about on this show anymore before we get out of here. I agree. Unless he starts doing something.
1: Correct.
0: More (laughs) More hate on baseball if they're not back next week. Kyrie's brain. Maybe put it in a bird, just see if it flies backwards. And with that, thank you for joining us, Drew. Great show as always. Love listening to you talk golf. Thank you, sir. And as always, remember, if you live the life you love, you'll love the life you live. Night, kids.